Hello, and welcome back to Building Wealth on the Go, a podcast by KLT Wealth Management. I'm your host, Brad Wilson, and I'm joined by my colleagues, Courtney Beach and Joe Filiomeni. Today is February 14th, 2022, and we're back with Season 3, Episode 5 of the podcast. So a big happy Valentine's Day to everyone listening, although you are listening about a week later, but uh, it is Valentine's Day, the day we're recording. A great corporate holiday here uh, to... uh, to fund all the chocolate and flower sales uh, all across uh, the globe here. Um, although many seem to be in, in high demand right now and hard to get supplies to, to fund all the flower orders, the chocolate orders, delivery costs are going up because of the fuel costs. There's just lots to talk about, lots impacting our economy, and uh, we're going to dive into it today. So we're going to do a bit of a market update first for everyone listening, and then we're going to dive into the topic of RSP season. So um, you know, with everything going on right now, Courtney, what uh, what are you watching in the markets? What's got your eye uh, right now? Honestly, the markets are really a mixed bag of news right now. Um, and I think that's reflective in how the different markets are performing kind of up, down and all around because there's so much uncertainty. I think the one thing I have been kind of keeping an eye on, and I think a lot of Canadians have been keeping an eye on, is the blockages and the protests going on that started in Ottawa and have spread out across the country and now have started spreading into other places in the globe, which have really um, kind of put some fears into the market and sort of continued on the uh, the supply chain issues because trucks can't get through to uh, make deliveries. And certainly that's, uh, you know, impacting everything, you know, in terms we talked about in our last uh, podcasts with reference to the prices of supplies and materials like all of a sudden these blockades are are already putting uh, an additional strain on a strain system uh, for our supply chain and uh, obviously that's going to impact the pricing the, the stuff we're paying at the grocery store and and that ties into the whole inflation conversation that we had on our last podcast so that certainly is first and foremost uh, you know, concerning and likely concerning onto the markets as well. And, and uh, really, you can't um, open up a newspaper or, or uh, turn on the TV without hearing about uh, the uh, situation between Russia and the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I think that is first and foremost, a, uh, quite a scary situation, a potential for invasion there. And, uh, I know, I think they were talking on the weekends, uh, the, um, the powers that be, they were trying to kind of convince um, Russia not to not to invade there, but um, I guess potentially that can happen any day. And obviously that uh, instability is concerning and concerning in the markets and, and has impact, you know, direct impact in, in certain resources uh, such as uh, oil. Um, anybody fill up their car on the weekend? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy out there. The the oil prices, yeah, and I think a lot of it is impacted, you know, some by the Russia crisis, uh, just the supply and demand of oil right now. Um, you're seeing shortages, and and uh, and that's kind of the the trickle down effect on a lot of things because we were we're a heavily reliant society on oil when it comes to the movement of supplies, uh, as you talk about the supply chain issues, a lot of that stems from oil costs. And, you know, I, I know there was a local grocery store here, you know, independently owned 
says the delivery costs of his food is, has almost tripled. And because it's going up so much, he has to pass those costs on to the consumers. And so us as the consumers, we're the ones bearing the burden of these price increases. And uh, as you said, Joe, that's the name of the game of inflation, right? And that's, we're just seeing it across the board, everything. I you know I kind of talked about it jokingly on the, at the opening here of Valentine's Day, but, you know, you, it was a huge segment on the news. It is the cost of all these flower shops trying to get their deliveries out. And they say, we can't offer free delivery. We can't offer, you know, a cheap delivery cost for all these flowers because the cost for them to put fuel in their car, we're up into the $1.60 a liter. And they say it's going to keep going up. You know, is, are we going to see a time we had $2 a liter here? Like it's the, the cost is, is surging and, and uh, we're in the burden of, of these price increases. And, and um, I think what we have to think about here when it comes down to investing, investing 101 and, and to our listeners, what, what should we do? You know, how should we position the portfolio? Which, what, what the actions should we take or should we take actions? And I think that's where it's really important to have conversation with your financial planner portfolio manager and 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 discuss with them what what their thoughts are now let's let's go back to 101 on investing you you you've invested for a particular reason you you have a particular mandate a risk tolerance that you to that you feel comfortable with and these are the times to hang on to that. Like uh, often it's not a case of just, uh, you know, pulling out of the market because you're seeing, you know, the market, everybody's pulling out. There's, there's, there's people pulling out of the market. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have. To. This presents itself with an opportunity. If you do have some cash, there's always opportunity to buy in. Uh, and, and again, having that conversation with your advisor, I think is, is first and foremost, but uh, it's, Keeping the eye on the ball, I think, is is really important, and and your long term goal here, because let's face it, and this these types of things have been happening from day one that the markets have started. This is not new. Yeah, okay, maybe it is this particular incident incident is, but you know, throughout history, you can go back and you can see different you know situations very very similar to this. And so they always, at, at some point, they resolve themselves and, and then things go to some form of a, a normal aspect. So keep that in mind with that long-term view. But, uh, but hey, we're, we're, we're in RSP season two. So what should we maybe do about that? Like, should we maybe take an opportunity or is, is RSPs dead? Are RSPs dead? That's the question I ask. Yeah, I, I think the, the big thing is understanding the RSPs, how they work and, and the benefits that they that they can give. The benefits of the RSP, I, I, I personally feel like I think I think there's there's still lots of benefits to it. I know, you know, I've, I've had clients saying to me they don't believe in, in RSPs and they say, well, what's there to believe in? I said, that, you know, it's not a faith. <laughs> exactly. It's not like it's just it's it saves you taxes today and in my mind that continues to work so you know if you look at some numbers and uh just running some some quick calculations so at uh, fifty thousand dollars of general income your marginal tax rate is 29.65 so what does marginal tax rate mean so the marginal tax rate is really the the top rate for that extra dollar so if you make you know, 51,000 as opposed to 50, that extra thousand dollars, it's subject to 
that marginal rate of 29% of taxes. So it works the same way with RSPs in that if you make an RSP contribution, you're in that marginal tax rate. There's a good chance that, you know, that $1,000 RSP contribution would provide 29.65 or 296 bucks back in your pocket or a tax reduction or an actual refund. So I think that's that's the numbers I look at. And of course, if you're at $100,000 worth of income, your marginal tax rate is 43.41. So all of a sudden that $1,000, you're getting 43% back right from the get-go. So I personally think that RSPs are not dead. And I think that there's a place there in your, in your financial planning, it makes a lot of sense. And I think we've talked about this in the past in terms of you know, making the RSP contributions, uh, getting the tax refund and doing something constructive with the tax refund. So like whether that means you know, paying down your debt or you know, reinvesting it into the RSP or maybe you know, uh, putting it aside into a tax-free savings account for potentially maybe a, a trip. Um, so I, I, I think that there's still lots of opportunity for, uh, for RSPs in this day and age. Yeah, and I think uh, the reason why it's such a hop on issue now is, is one of the benefits of the RSPs is you have the until the beginning of March to actually contribute and receive that tax benefit in the previous year for, for 2021, in our case, 2021. So if you, you've got up until March 1st here to add to your RSPs or open up an RSP and, and put some money in. And uh, you will get a tax slip to uh, claim that rebate uh, when you file your taxes, either in March or April of this year. So you have the ability to uh, kind of assess how much money did I bring in? Did you get a year-end bonus? Uh, was there any commissions? You know, all, all that sort of income, you can factor that in and, and see where you're at, see how much taxes you're going to pay. Maybe you're in a situation where you didn't pay enough taxes and you're going to have to owe some money come tax time. This is a great way to offset that. Um, and you can do so in the first two months of the year. Mm -hmm. This is a great opportunity to kind of run those numbers and see if you did make enough RSP contributions last year. Maybe you do need to top up. Maybe you're good and you don't need to do anything, but now is a good time to recalculate your numbers and maybe make that extra contribution. And I think a lot of people, you know, that, that we talk to and a lot of clients get, are so concerned that, you know, RSP contributions ultimately uh, become taxable back to you. Um, so, you know, in, in theory and, and, and in practicality, let's say, because it actually does happen that, you know, you put away money now for your RSP, you get your tax benefit today while you need it. And uh, later on, when you're set to retire, effectively your income is lower anyways, and then you start to draw from that RSP. Now, you never draw your RSP out completely all in one shot. You, you, the RSP creates a pension for you, so you'd get some sort of a monthly pension or an annual pension, and you work that out with your financial advisor as to what your needs are financially. And you can have some taxes taken off those RSPs as, or as they're called RIFs at that point. You can have taxes taken off at source so that at the end of the year, when you go to file your income tax return, you are you basically break even. So there is value there. I think where I'm a little concerned with some clients is when the RSP values get up like relatively high. So if all of a sudden you have three, four, five hundred thousand dollars worth of RSPs. 
potentially that does represent a, a tax liability upon passing, like upon actually dying. So, and, and it becomes a, a tax liability to the estate. So that's sometimes worthwhile to keep on the radar, uh, have that conversation with your financial advisor just to see where you're at and you may be fine um, and continue to enjoy the benefits of, uh, of having that RSP contribution. And I think the contributions too, um, as, as you mentioned, Joe, the, yeah, you have to pay taxes on it down the road, but it's also the time value of money, right? You can put that money away now and having that cash today is worth a lot more to you than having that, those dollars available to you in 20 to 30 years, you know, or even 10 years from now. And, and the RSP also affords you the ability to leverage those funds in a home buyer's plan if you're a first time home buyer, or if you want to go back to school, lifelong learning plan, there's, um, there's, there's those programs that can assist in that as well. So there are strategies where you can improve your cash flow today, maybe when you need it. And in 20 years, you're maybe making a little bit more money. You don't need as much uh, cash flow from, you know, in tax breaks here and there, you've built up your RSPs, as you said, Joe, and then that's a good time to have that conversation with your advisor about is contributing to my RSPs in the same way I was before the right idea, or do we break it off into different investment accounts? Uh, those are the conversations to have. And, and that's what it's when it's important to look at it at, at tax time right now, as we're in the RSP season of month of February and, and make those decisions. Yeah. So I think as we kind of sum up here, I think the RSPs, I think it's definitely something that should be on your radar. You should be thinking about it over the next few weeks, at least till the March 1st deadline. And then uh, it is something to think about throughout the year. Like, you know, don't leave these things to the end of the year uh, to deal with. Um, honestly, you know, setting up something on a monthly basis, you know, that hundred bucks, 200 bucks, whatever that you can afford, you add it to your cash flow, you account for it. And uh, at the end of the year, you might want to top up a little bit. So that's probably the easiest way to implement a strategy for yourself. Um, and keep in mind to the RSP, within the RSP, there's all kinds of different investments that you can access. So uh, that is where you need that conversation with your financial advisor, determine what assets or underlying assets would be appropriate for me based on my risks tolerance within the RSP. That's that's a great kind of sum up there of the RSP season and uh, and you know how you can leverage your RSP. The biggest thing is is having that conversation with your advisor, reaching out if you don't have an advisor and connecting, uh, getting set up. Uh, it's never too late. Uh, best time to start was yesterday, but if you didn't start yesterday, start today. And uh, that's the, the best thing you can do at, at this stage. So um, that is it for this episode of the podcast. There's lots on the horizon. Uh, we just found out breaking news today. Uh, looks like most mandates are going to be lifted in Ontario. Uh, so we're kind of going to next next month, we're going to have lots to discuss with regarding um, recovering from, from Omicron and COVID and, and where we're at. It'll be interesting to see uh, how the economy sort of rebounds a little bit and what impacts that has on the markets uh, come March. So lots to look forward to in the next podcast, but thank you so much for listening now and we'll see you in the next episode. KLT Wealth Management is a registered trade name of Quintessence Wealth, a registered portfolio manager in Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba, New Brunswick, Newfoundland and Labrador, Nova Scotia, Ontario, Prince Edward Island, Quebec, and Saskatchewan an investment fund manager in Newfoundland and Labrador, Ontario, Quebec, and an exempt market dealer in Alberta, British Columbia, Manitoba, 
New Brunswick, Newfoundland and Labrador, Nova Scotia, Ontario, Quebec, and Saskatchewan. The Ontario's Security Commission, OSC, is the principal regulator for quintessence wealth. The information presented comes from sources believed to be reliable, but we cannot guarantee its accuracy or reliability. The opinions expressed are based on an analysis and interpretation dating from the date of recording and are subject to change without notice. Furthermore, they should not be considered investment advice or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities or investment products. The information contained herein is for educational purposes only. Thank you.